Sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe. Hi, Nicole Christofferson, founder and host of the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again for another episode. I have a guest that I've now known for about a year who we met just organically through the internet. Um, and I asked her to join us earlier this year for our first worldwide vision mapping event. So um, Brittley well, Ann Williams is joining us today to share a little bit more about her breathwork practice, her goals, what she wants her legacy to be, and how she's touching people and really having them tune into themselves. So, Brittley, please share a little bit more about yourself. Thank you for that intro, love. I can't believe it's been a year. It has, because I, like, I just blinked my eyes, and it's so funny. I prepare for all of our episodes, and I didn't even think back to when we started communicating with you about the vision mapping event and about doing breathwork with the children, because you were present in pouring into our adult vision mapping event and our youth vision mapping event. It was such a pleasure and honor. You are t you created that space so beautifully and what a needed space to be in. So I was honored to be a part of it. Thank you. I'm honored to be on this show, touching your community and all the high achieving people that I know are tuning in and tapping in here today. And you asked a little bit about my story and without taking it too far back, I was a realtor here in Austin for seven years. I started at 17. I think you can, back then you could get your license at 17. Got my license at 17, was a straight A student at Texas State, was a realtor with the side of a few more hustlers I babysat. I worked for this brand called Nulo Dog Food. So I've always been like a really high achiever. I've had a really high expectation of myself, but where that led me in my adult life around 25 was really into chronic stress and disconnection. Like I was burnt out at 25. I was on my way to a six-figure real estate career. I had a house. I had a boyfriend. I had a dog. I had all of the things that America would perceive as successful. Well, well let's talk about the age 25. Yeah. Because when I talk to um, my best friend's children who are now in college and I talk to young women who I'm mentoring right now in the real estate industry yeah. and sharing my 20-plus years of knowledge, 25 is when a woman, in my opinion, really pivots and gets that backbone and knows who they are because they've tried so much in their early 20s um, or they answered so many questions. And I feel like as a woman, our, our hormones and our maturity and stuff like that clicks right then. We know where we want to be at 30 most often by the time our 25th year is nearing an end. And so I feel like that's such a pivotal age yeah. for young women. Yeah, I would say 25 was my most transformational year, but because I was so lost in who I was, I had a lot of catching up to do. I wasn't necessarily building the life and coming into who I was. I was creating a life far away from it. So I was actually creating a life far away from my purpose and truth. So at 25, this wake-up call, it was an eating disorder for me where I was that disconnected from my intuition and my body was like the, oh my gosh, I've been building a life. I've been climbing the wrong ladder or the ladder has been leaning against the wrong wall. There you go. So That's amazing me, to say it that way. It was waking up and it was actually not knowing even an ounce of who I was, <laughs> you know, so it can go both ways. Yeah, I do. I think that that quarter life crisis we all kid yeah. about is real. And I think around that age, we start to question, okay, am I heading in the right direction? But some of us don't have the courage to redirect some of us can wake up to the idea that we aren't, right? It would have been really easy for me to stay in that relationship and on the trajectory of that path because I was getting accolades. I yep. was getting permission. I was getting yeah. a lot of cheers yep. for the life that I had created. But it got to the point to where my body, my head and heart coherence were so elapsed 
that I was like, if I keep doing this, I'll get further sucked in and I will be so sucked out of my purpose and life force. Yeah. Right. It was taking you away from those things that you thought were feeding you. Right. Totally. So it was just like totally. a big disconnect on every attempt. Yeah. And at 25, I thought, what's wrong with me? I have it all. I have the real estate career. I have the great guy. I have the golden retriever puppy. I have the house. I have the job. I have the family. I have it all. What's wrong with me? Why am I so unhappy? Oh, I'm broken. I'm so ungrateful. Am I ever going to be happy? And really what it came down to is I was just climbing the wrong ladder. I was doing it for the wrong things. I was in it for the money. I was chasing money. And like who out of our audience like doesn't stop at certain points in their life and say, am I doing the right thing? If this is a hard week or if I'm having a challenge, what's like, am I doing this wrong? Or is this the wrong job? Or is, you know what I mean? Should I get divorced? Or, you know, people have all these different heavy questions to carry themselves in challenging times. Yeah. But your challenging time lasted too long. Yeah. And that's when you knew it wasn't a bad week or anything like that. It was carrying with you yeah. day to day. I always say I waited for the wake up call. But if we could wake up before the call, that would be ideal. Right. Right. Hence surrounding yourself with positive people. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Learning from those around you. And that's literally what the Work Hard Small Large community is all about. I right? know. I love it. Yeah. Sharing our stories. So. Yeah. You answered that question for yourself at what moment? Alone. Yeah. Just intro, like introvert, like talking to yourself, like working through some stuff. Was it religious? Was it doctors telling you you weren't healthy? Was there anything else involved in it? If you, if, if it's okay to be vulnerable, yeah. I'll definitely go there. The moment that I realized that I had a significant problem was I was on the way to my own graduation and I had just ate my grandma's cookies, which are like the best and you can't stop. And I was in the bathroom making myself throw up and my brother and sister were outside the bathroom door laughing and running around. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is going on? I have gotten this comfortable with this habit that I'm doing it while my siblings are outside the door. And I had a whole come to Jesus moment where I just cried and I was like, oh my gosh, I have a problem. And I was in such denial. I was so disconnected from my needs that it was so easy for me to keep feeding and fueling this this horrible thing and search for validation and longing and to really look at myself in the mirror in that moment and say, okay, whoa, no more. And I haven't since that day. And it wasn't alone, of course. God was a huge, huge part of my journey. But also what happened is I, I came to the people that I loved and I expressed that I had this this thing happening to me. And, you know, everyone receives it the best that they can with the tools that they have and with love. But nobody who doesn't really fully understand what you're going through and that it has a lot less to do about my body image and a lot more to do with my self-worth. And so when I went to express this to people, which is the most vulnerable and scary thing to do, I wasn't necessarily met. So then once again, I said, OK, well, I'm alone in this healing journey. And I went deep into it. I did all the research, listened to the podcast. I hired a cognitive behavioral coach. And I really understood why. How did you even know to go and hire a cognitive behavioral coach? Like, so a therapy. Not, a therapist. Therapist. Yeah. Okay. And I'll get into why I call okay. them that just to differentiate okay. what I do. Because I'm like. <laughs> yeah. A therapist. I just went and saw a therapist. And, you know, I had so much awareness. I sat down with the therapist. I said, my name's Britley. I have an eating disorder likely because I have an avoidant attachment to myself because my dad's an alcoholic. And, da -da 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 -da. and she's like. Oh my gosh. And I was like, so what do we do? She's like, I don't know. I'll see you next week. You kind of just said everything that we would uncover in a session. So that's when I started to seek out and search out. There's got to be something more, more than the awareness, the cognitive piece. I understand why I have an eating disorder. I understand what I'm looking for. But and how do I integrate? Fit, like, fit, like healthy, like you were probably exercising, doing oh, the other great. things. To be, six yeah. pack. People yep. were complimenting my body all day long, but I was just dying inside. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I thought there has to be something else. So I started to, I entered my first somatic container. And somatic is just of the body. So it means of the body. So healing of the body. So going beneath the cognitive layer, the cognitive ping pong, like we're doing right now, and into the nervous system, into the body that stores our trauma, our memories, our hardships, our pains, our sufferings. 
and went into the body. I did breath work and it was like the first time in my entire life and existence, my head and my heart put their weapons down, stopped at war with each other and were like, oh my gosh, we're on the same team. Oh my gosh, we have been living so in separate. Like, do you remember that first breath work mm-hmm. experience? Oh yeah, like, like chills. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who led it? Oh like, yeah. Where, where it was? was. All oh that. yeah. A hundred percent. And it felt like I remember at the end my hand going up in the air and feeling like, what is going on? Why am I and doing? You told it? me that when we went to Mackenzie and I went to a breathwork class of yours that you had in Austin here last year. Yeah, that's how long ago it was. That's crazy. And you were saying like these things might happen, and of course, like I was so interested in experiencing a breathwork session, I didn't look into it other than just trusting you because yeah. we had spoken so many times. And it was people did have really unique experiences in that room that were so special to them. Yeah. It's a it's the most healing hiccups, burping, arms, mo- crying, body moving, crying, yelling. yep, <laughs> all yep. the things. Yeah, your nervous system. Yeah, so I mean, what we live, we are filing cabinets, right? To every memory, we 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 store in our body trauma, memory, habits, beliefs, thoughts, patterns, and then we go about our day just disassociating from them. We give them the space to breathe. We open our hearts up to the possibility that they need space to move and become liberated. Then we we drop in quickly, and that's exactly what happens. But that's what's freeing. That's what frees us. On the other side of that breath is so much freedom. So breath work, explain a little bit more about breath work because now we have your journey, right? And what got you here. And I've talked a little bit about the experience of breath work. But do you have to do breath work every single day? Do you do it independently? Can you do it a stoplight? Like I know when I first started doing breath work, in my opinion of breath work, was when I was nine months pregnant. And I started going to acupuncture because my daughter was breached and my acupuncturist started getting me to breathe more because she's like, you're a fire breathing dragon in there. Like, you need to slow down. Take the high heels off, girl. (laughs) She's like, this might be why your daughter's breached. You've been running around high heels your whole pregnancy working, Mm -hmm. starting your own brokerage and stuff. And so she just like got me to start breathing at stoplights. Mm. So like I was driving all over the place. So every stoplight I was at, I would do like my breath four seconds in, hold it four seconds out. And then Jarek Robbins did some breathwork stuff with us a couple of years ago. That was beautiful um, at a leadership meeting I was at. And so I have all these different methods of breathwork that I've experienced. But your breathwork is totally different. It's a little bit longer and it really taps into what you said, your nervous system. So like walk our audience through that because uh, I think yeah, it's, yeah, we need to hear it. Well, first of all, just starting with the breath alone, the breath is our life force. God literally breathed life into Adam and then he came into existence, right? Between life and death is our breath. It is our most underutilized resource. It's our most infinite resource. And it is a quite literally a mirror to our thoughts. If you think about it, if you can catch yourself in a day-to-day and you're shallow breathing or you're holding your breath, it's likely that you're in a stress, sympathetic, fight or flight state, right? And inadvertently, your breath will start to mimic your thoughts. So if you could slow down the breath, naturally without you having to do anything your thoughts are going okay, to come so down. my my daughter's in studio today she's not on camera or anything and i do this because there's times where she starts thinking so fast and talking so fast about so many different things at one time and so many questions come out at one time uh-huh. and her preschool teacher taught me miss marin taught us blow out the candle so i always am like girl we need to blow out some candles <laughs> right couple. and so i do i we do our hand and we pick our finger up and i try and get her to take the deepest breath in and blow her candle out nice and slow and that's been something I've used with my daughters since I learned it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I um, love and that. so we do slow, try to slow one another down and do it together to see who can breathe in the longest. Yeah. 
who can hold it the most, yep. you know, and it's, it is, it's like an interactive breath exercise that we I do and that. it does totally work. It's amazing. Our conversation slowed. I mean, I'm Italian. I talk really fast. My kids talk really fast. You talk really fast. I do talk really fast. I do talk so really fast. So we use it to like slow down our conversations yeah. and our thoughts all the time. And just notice right now for the listeners, take a deep breath. Your state changes in a moment. Your state can change in a moment. You can go from that hyperactive fight or flight state back into more of a parasympathetic state in one breath. You really can. And breath work for me is it's the most powerful healing modality because essentially we are equipped to live in this world for survival. Our nervous system is programmed and wired to keep us safe and for survival. And when we constantly live in this state of more for the sake of more and going out and we equate productivity as much with as much as we can place on our plate in a moment, yep. we are igniting the nervous system. And the brain can be really aware, right? Our conscious awareness can be really aware of what, what our surroundings are and that we're in traffic. But the nervous system doesn't know what's happening. It just thinks there's a saber-toothed tiger and it's acting as so. Like so the we're organized, but we're moving too fast. And our body is like internally just reacting to like overreacting. Totally. And whether you're in traffic or whether you are being chased by a saber-toothed tiger, your body is operating the same way. Your heart rate goes up. You actually release acid in the body as if the saber-tooth were to bite into you. You wouldn't taste as good. You start to sweat. You start to get a temperature change. You're moved out of homeostasis. So we're living in this state in traffic. And we're not meant to do that. And the body and the breath, what it does is it brings us back down. We have this beautiful nerve called the vagus nerve that runs from the base of our spine all the way to right below our skull. And it, it, it touches on every single organ and it is what is responsible for regulating and moving every single part of our body. When that is tight and wired and we are running around like this and we can expect we are cutting off our life force in a lot of ways right both literally and physically so the vagus nerve the vagus nerve the base parties our whole life parties i are mean that's the way we're all gonna remember that the yeah. vagus nerve parties, <laughs> parties our, our whole, whole body life. it's like the, yeah. the party in our body comes that's from it. that vagus nerve so that's it and don't when forget she's that tightly wound <laughs> we are tightly wound and the easiest way to bring her down into into regulation homeostasis is through the breath and there are a lot of breath patterns. There are so many ways that you could stop. I do a 10-minute breath pattern every single morning, and then I do a 25-minute one in the evening. I do a few in between. But my breath pattern and the one that I do with my clients is required facilitation because there is things that could come up in the body. And my favorite thing and my favorite objection is when someone says, I don't know what's going to come up. I'm scared. I don't know if I can hold it. I'm like, babe, you hold it all day long, every single day. This is you holding it. You are the exact container that can hold it. You're also the exact container that can liberate it in 30 minutes and live with a lot more spaciousness and ease. And so the breath that we do is what, what we're doing is we are essentially taking the body out of homeostasis just enough where the brain starts to go off. Well, it comes online at first and it starts to really judge us. You guys probably experienced that. You're like, what am I doing? One, two, three, one, two, three. What's my neighbor doing? What is she doing? Am I doing this right? What if, This is dumb. It's right? like being in yoga. Like you're listening to people breathe. They've yeah. Breathing out really loud is that person. You yeah. mean like you're kind of listening to everything around you until yep. your breath takes you into your mind and your body. Your mind. Yeah. So we get out of that analytical mind that we spend 98% of our life in. We drop into the emotional body and then it comes online. What are we doing? Are we okay? Are we safe? I say, yeah, we're okay. We're safe. Yeah. And then it comes offline. And then we get into this beautiful space where the subconscious or the body becomes suggestible. And only from that beautiful theta hypnotic state where we become suggestible can we really extract internal wisdom that we need in order to liberate it the is, feeling it's hypnotic that are stuck. In it's a way. hypnotic. The pattern like gets to a point where you're kind of like hypnotized in your yeah. peace. In your peace is how I in would say our, my experience peace. was. In your fulfillment, in yep. your wholeness, right? 
And the purpose of breathwork is to open up our bodies and expand because God can work with you if you open your heart the eye of a needle. That's all he needs. But if we walked around closed off and in control, so our fists are literally, if you're watching like right? this. Or your jaws clenched or jaws like clenched, all those things. Tight, shoulders up, tongue at the roof of your mouth, and you're just operating in this way. And stress literally makes us silly and dumb. It makes us silly and dumb. If you ever ran around the house like, where are my keys? Where are my keys? And they're in your hand. That's because stress makes you stupid and dumb or silly and dumb. Um, and... And it, and it does. It's so, so bad for us. And don't let that stress you out. Just learn how to cope with that and bring it back You down. have those moments. You have those highs and lows and those ups and downs to have you truly appreciate when you're level or balanced yeah. or at peace or whatever we want to call it. So they're going to naturally happen. It's how you respond to them, right? Totally. And that's like 100% what I've had to learn managing two real estate teams, being an entrepreneur for 20 years, starting Work Hard, Smile Large, being a mom, trying to be an amazing wife and best friend to my partner in life. And like, you know, you do have your ups and downs, but you get stronger from each of them. Right. And so every experience like people come to you and get they have experiences with your lessons, right? Mm -hmm. Coaching lessons. Coaching. Yeah. Coaching sessions. And they get stronger every time. Right. Totally. There is a chronic inability for us as humans to be present. I mean, we're not very good at it. And when I say present, I don't mean just like present here with you today. I mean like fully dropped into the body, into the heart space, listening to you, receiving what you have to say without making a Trader Joe's grocery list in the back of my mind. Yep. Right? So we can be present and attentive, but I mean full presence in your body, like being so aware, like, oh, I'm thirsty. Nicole's speaking. Oh, she's talking about this feeling into your energy. It's totally different. And I love being the testament. I love being the walking testimonial of chronic disconnect, flying around by the seat of my pants, unable to connect. Like I would sit down with my partner and he'd be like, hey, babe. And I was so uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't know. I got to do the dishes. I would literally get up and go do the dishes and do the dishes while we were talking because I was so uncomfortable in my own skin to be present and to be still. I felt like it was unproductive. I didn't feel like I was deserving. There was a huge self-worth wound. And now I like literally who I am. I'm different on a cellular level. I'm a different human. And I think everyone in my life has said that to me to some degree as I've come back and moved back to Austin. They're like, you're different. How long have you been back in Austin now? Two months? Two months. Two months. Yeah, two months. And it just looks, everything looks different. I, I Everything is more colorful. Everything feels different. Everything feels juicy. Everything feels delicious. Everything feels like, oh my gosh. And I can see in reflection the parts of me, right? Because I grew up here. There's parts of me all over this city painted around that I have used to be, that I used to be in the past and being able to be reflected to that and who I am now, I think is really powerful. And it's really, I'm really grateful. Um, but, but yeah, the breath coming home into the body, knowing that more for the sake of more is cancer and actually in the stillness and the nothingness that is just as, if not more productive for us as humans to come into our present moment, be able to access our body, our intuition. We live from the neck up. And if we can drop into our heart, we raise the consciousness and we elude love. And that's really all we're meant to do exactly yeah you get what you give and the more you're loving yourself the more love yeah. you're giving the more love you're going to be getting yeah, and i feel like it's just a full circle effect and as families moms, and people you, know, you yeah. think acting from overwhelm is of service like we as women especially have had a really hard time understanding the ability to receive well let's jump into that because i know a lot of my audience um and our listeners are women mothers and we do have fathers and all, all kinds of wonderful amazing people that are part of our community But like, let's talk about a day-to-day thing because, you know, like stopping and taking time to do breath work or stopping and going to yoga or working out in those routines we set for ourselves are so powerful. And so I talked to my friends and my um, peers and I was on a panel yesterday for leadership and I kept talking to me about my morning routine and how important it is 
and my mindset on how I start each day. I'm tired some days. My kids don't listen all the time. You know, like I have more on my plate than I need to. And I try to eliminate that stuff in my morning routine. I'm like, yeah, oh, this day's too packed. I'm going yeah. to crash out if I do this. Um, but how I start my day really sets my tone for the entire day. And I talk to a lot of my friends and um, family members who have these erratic workout routines and are always trying different diets and always doing different stuff. And I always just say, like, imagine if it was just your lifestyle. Like, you just started your day the best way your best day ever was, and you just got it better and better every single day. And that's literally, in my mind, how I try to start each day. And I'm not perfect at it. I have bad days. I have bad mornings. I'm grumpy. I'm, yeah. you know, quiet, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. I know that by the end of my day, if I started out with that focus and I'm trying to drive the train or drive the heart or drive whatever's happening that day towards the best day ever, it really happens because I make sure I get a little bit of movement in. I make sure I wake up before the rest of the family so I get my quiet time in so I can breathe a little bit, so I can drink all my water, so I can read. Um, I can get my thoughts organized before I start my day, you know, professionally and personally my calendar, my family, what their responsibilities are, the timings of everything, the normal day-to-day -day life stuff, right? I'm not sitting around eating bonbons by any means. So um, I've been better and better at getting more consistent with that. And I even kept it consistent on my um, travels with my family this summer. And yep. You can it, feel the difference. I feel the difference if I take that time in the morning. It's the same thing with breath work, I'm sure. Like before you get up and get on your device and get connected to everything and Taking that time to breathe is probably so powerful for you and for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about morning routines. But before I get into the morning routine, something that's really neglected that really plays into your morning routine is your nightly routine. So you are setting yourself up for eight hours of subconscious programming, reprogramming at night. Think about it, right? What, what, typically, if you have something coming up, like a big speech, you're dreaming about it and you're dreaming about you failing and stumbling over your words, right? Because at night, we're taking into the next Girl, day. Girl, I don't know. I pass we... out. Like <laughs> the the new saying in the Christofferson household is, "She falls asleep before her head hits the really? pillow." Really, <laughs> I love I'm that. I'm just for so, you. and I feel like it happens because I'm so content. Yeah. Like we've had a meal. We yeah. talked about our day most often. Like I've taken my makeup off. I, you know what I mean. I just feel like I'm content. Like when I put my head on the pillow, I don't really care to watch TV. If I do, it's just in the background and kind of a little bit of noise, but. I sleep very well, Good. luckily. That's great. Never Sleep's used so to. Important. But yeah, that, that nightly routine really does lead us into our morning. And so I do a couple things at night and then I'll get into what I do okay, in the perfect, morning. Okay, perfect, because we've never talked about this stuff. Uh, my favorite thing to do at night is the do-over. And it's changed my life in a million ways. So every night right before I fall asleep, I replay my day and I ask myself if there was anywhere in my day that I didn't operate as the highest and best self. And if so, I go there. And then not only do I allow myself to go there and acknowledge that I maybe responded from a lower consciousness or a trauma response or I was reactive, I replay it. So I give myself the tool and I replay it. How would I have responded as the highest, best version of myself? So now when I come to that scenario again in life, not only have I replayed and can I acknowledge that it that it is there's potential for me to respond, but now I've rehearsed how I am going to take it, how I'm going to go about it this time right yeah. and what's really beautiful about that is that I, I approach that situation where I have the ability to respond and reaffirm the past or do what I rehearsed to affirm a new future and step into that and all these r words I mean I have my book I have a book that I read that's all f words we're all about r words today a word that came up this week which was really interesting to me was saying that we recycle those experiences mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. And you recycle them and they're better and stronger and more meaningful every single time you re recycle them. Yeah. You're not going to forget them. They've already happened. They've, they've changed your course. 
They made you reflect, um, but like recycling them for the better, right? How would you have responded? And then when you go to that space, could you respond from there? And 95% of our thoughts are recycled from the night before. 98% of those are negative. So we're, we're really living in a lot of worrisome thoughts. The majority of our life is spent living in the future, living in worry, living in fear, control, scarcity. And so if we can take that day and take inventory and redo what we need to do so that we can show up better tomorrow, that's going to be really huge. I also just put my phone away and I, and I touch my body, put my hands on my heart intuitively on my belly, anywhere that I've been critical of myself that day. I show myself that I'm here and I'm safe and, and she's my priority as, as always. And that leads into the morning. Usually the first thing that I will do is rub my body, just give myself a little bit of love, let myself know that I'm here, I'm safe, I'm operating in this human body that operates on my behalf, but really I'm a beautiful, infinite, loving consciousness, and this is just the vessel that gets to hold me today. And it only takes about four seconds in the morning. We have about four seconds to go from the conscious into the subconscious funnel and current that we live and survive in. So we have four seconds. So the first from the moment that you open your eyes and realize that you woke up to a new day to the second you go to reach your phone for that fake dopamine hit that you return to all day. And because the first dopamine hit of the day is the one we return to all day. So if that's your phone, guess what you're subconsciously doing all day? Phone, so funny. Phone, I put my phone. phone in the other room. Good. So that's... if the alarm goes off, I can get to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not too far. But yeah, I definitely put it not on my nightstand. So in those four seconds, I don't even allow myself the time and space to reach. I sit up in bed and I, I make sure that my back is supported and head off because that's the easiest way to not fall asleep. And I just I just am. I just breathe into the body. Big, deep inhales up, expanding, visualizing the breath coming in, cleaning me out, uh, expanding all the way below the belly button and then really big audible exhales, letting it out and just like breathing new life, new day into my body, the breath. And there's so much gratitude in that. Like, oh, God, you woke me up again this morning. You you breathe me anew. You make me anew every single day. I'm open to the opportunities. I'm open to expansion and space and easy peace and flow. Are you talking or just doing breath work I'm breathing and thinking? And it. You're thinking just and breathing. Feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So just breathing, 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 hand on my heart. And then I'll drop into kind of a silent prayer. And it looks about the same every single morning. But that carries me into my day. And then all of a sudden, that, you know, reps and time and practice, I'm operating from a state of overflow and grace rather than overwhelm and frustration. It just is. It just is. Because in the morning when you're so suggestible and you wake up to the world and you set the tone for your life, then you set the tone for your life. And it's really important. It's something that we overlook. It's something that we hear and we do not implement. And it's the most important thing, in my opinion, that we can take back control over in our life to to live and feel better in our day. And it is so powerful because I watched you during our vision mapping event when you were speaking to, I was with the in-person group in Newport Beach and they were, I mean, I was looking around and they were all participating. They all had an amazing feeling and a takeaway from the 15, 20 minutes that they had with you virtually leading them on breath work. And um, it was super powerful. And then you did it with the kids again on our youth vision mapping. She had a little piece of paper that had a hand, like a high five, and had them kind of learn how to do some breath work on their hand while they returned to class or were getting ready for standardized testing and kind of gave them a tool. And so we often use that as well. We're kind of taking them to school. It was really like alarming to see the stress on my kids this year for standardized testing. And I'm like, I'm not putting that stress on them. Like, so they're either A, putting it themselves or it's coming from their leaders you know what I mean or their teachers at school and I'm like this is not okay like you've already learned all the work like you're just going to show your what you learned like that's not you don't need to stress out about that yeah. and so I always go back to the hand and I just 
breathwork is so powerful virtually. And I mean, that's how you meet with a lot of your clients, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So and we can do a little breath practice at the end if you want for the last three minutes. I love it. Um, so, so first and foremost, I'm a somatic coach, so I'm trauma-informed certified. So I take clients, and what we do is I work on their subconscious programming. So I work on the ways that they're cyclical. So they, they right now are, we right now are running on a one-way track. We are only doing and operating the, the way we know how. Until we bring from the subconscious into the conscious a new way of being, we're not even aware that it's possible. So we get to the root of how they're operating and what they're feeling, stress, overwhelm, burnout, disconnect, imbalance. And I say this humbly, everybody in the world could use 30 minutes with me. Everybody in the world is experiencing scarcity, fear, shame, guilt, doubt, everybody, I mean, (laughs) included. And so I say that humbly, everybody could use a moment to drop into their body and to understand what is this coming from? What is this coming from? And could we just give it the space it needs? If we want to feel better, we have to be better feelers. And so bringing it into the body, what does this mean? Helping them walk through, regulate their nervous system, understand where it's coming from. And then what we do is we, we start to create new pathways. So really understanding why they're operating from the way that they are, because likely it's the subconscious programming that happened from the ages of zero to eight years old. That's when our subconscious is formed. And that's what runs and rules 95% of our life. And so if we can understand and bring them back down into the body and get to the root of the story in which they're operating from, then we can create a new story. And from there, we can create a new life. And beyond the cognitive mind of thinking new thoughts, we can feel differently on a neurological and body level. And that's where the real sustainable change happens because mindset work is about 80% of it. Actually, I would say mindset work is like 50% of it and the body is the other 50%. And so that's what I do with them. I take them through. I say, let's get to the root of, of why. Like I have a really amazing client yesterday and he's a very high achiever and he's very successful. And he said, I just want the stamp of approval. I said, can you give me an example of your life of when you have had the stamp of approval? And he's like, Ugh, let me think. And I'm like, I can give you the answer. It's never. Because what does that even mean? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, the stamp of approval isn't going to come from your mentor, your coach, your pastor. It's going to come from you, sir. And because you've never given it to yourself, you'll never get it. You'll be a millionaire and you'll be miserable and you'll have all the things that you think are outside of yourself to fulfill and create and cultivate the feeling within and guess what you're going to get to the top and you're going to feel the same way so we have to feel different and guess what happens with a lot of my clients the thing that they want the most the money right they want the money so bad or they want the partner so bad i'm like okay let's take a break from the money and the partner let's see what the feeling you think they're going to give you is let's see if we could cultivate it in the body and then guess what happens you attract it they get the partner yeah. And they get the money. They attract it. Every time. Because they become it's a, a match get, It's a it, law right? of attraction. You get what you give. Yep. The law of, re- of, of attraction is important, but you know what's more important is the law of receptivity. If I have a radio sitting in here and I tune it to a station, what I could get country, jazz, music, I could get whatever I want. And if you understand this metaphor, you understand that there's music playing all around us right now. Like really get that. There's music playing around us right now but we live in the static. All we have to do is learn how to tune our frequency and place our receiver in the right spot. And then we're open to everything that we desire, but we don't believe that we're the radio. We believe that we're just going to walk into a room and that's the radio that's playing or our parents established the radio for us or the neighbors or the boss. And we are the active receptors. And when we can tune our receptivity on, we open ourselves up to what it is that we want and desire. I have been living this for the last few years. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could have come here and crumbled in Austin two and a half years ago and cried because I didn't have my family and my mom and my sisters and our cousins and everybody around me or I could have you know I mean it could have gone so many different ways and when I got past the hard part of strengthening my foundation with my family for my family and our unit when we got here it was only then could I really make friends and be myself and share myself with everybody else and it was just like it was such a Game changer. Game changer. Well, you said something really important. You said, I, I strengthened my foundation. 
So another metaphor, trees' roots grow as wide as the tree is tall. We dig sky rises down as deep as they are tall. Our foundation has to be equal parts big, if not bigger, than what it is that we are calling in. So if you don't have the capacity to hold the money, if you don't have the capacity to be the entrepreneur, wife, mom with three kids, then you don't have the capacity for it. And your foundation must grow and you must become firm in it for those blessings to come in. So for so long, I was like, I want the money, I want the money, but I had no container for it. God was like, I give you the money and you stored it. How? You, you don't have a budget. You don't have an organization tactic. I'm what, Why would I give you abundance? You don't even have the foundation to hold it. And so he has worked and moved and shifted me in huge ways. And it's been uncomfortable a lot of the time. I definitely don't want to pretend like this has been the easiest ride. This has been hard. I have ended really beautiful relationships. I have moved cities. I have met old parts of myself and had to overcome and and identity shift. Well, and this identity, though, is so well accepted because everybody watches social media and sees all these lifestyle fantasy, you know, insta-famous stories and stuff like that. And you, they might portray you as like, oh my gosh, you go all over the place, you travel a lot, you do this and that. But really, your work, your practice, who you are, and the experience you didn't have earlier on in your young woman, you know, growing up of your early 20s, you're experiencing that now. Yeah. You're being real and authentic to yourself. And a lot of those people maybe did it in college because they studied abroad or they did different things. So I just feel like it, you have to be so confident and comfortable with who you are. Yeah to go on your journey, whatever your specific journey is for you. You know, he, again, so at the height of that time in life where I was in the house with the with the guy, with things, people were giving me so much accolade. And I was like, I feel like an imposter because you are praying for and praising a life that is miserable. And now the difference is I am not ahead of anybody. I am not better than anyone. I am like, come here, look what's possible. Book your one way and fly to Maui, Hawaii, because you can and you get to and you get to be in the abundance of the most beautiful space in the world. Come and and do the thing with me. Come and, and invest the money and create the abundance for yourself. You deserve to be f- fulfilled. You deserve to live this life and let it be good. We deserve to be happy. We deserve to be fulfilled. And we just any part of us that thinks that we're not is a is a false misinterpretation and a false idea that there is shame and guilt and separation and there is wholeness. Yeah. And you get to have access to it and you're safe too. Yeah. Do what you enjoy, but yeah. take care of yourself because it's not going to be fun if you break down and all those good things. I mean, we could say it, living it is a totally different thing. So you have your routine and your practice in the morning and you have, you know, your routine and your practice in the evening and in between you're helping other people, which has to be so fulfilling as well. Oh my gosh. And our clients staying with you for like, you know, duration like a certain amount of time is how does that just so our listeners kind of understand what the options are I have a three-month option and a six-month option I also just went into business with a really amazing beautiful woman who it works with um, time management prioritization all the external processes so for those high achiever business owners I come in and I create the space in the body for you to become that embodied leader and heart-led and have some space and ease and peace and then she helps you implement it into your schedule so together we're taking the external and the internal and we're creating wholeness and fulfillment. So I have a little bit of different ways, but that's something that's like one-stop shop. People are coming in our container in five months and five months and leaving a different human. That's the goal. I don't want to work with you forever. I love you so much. We'll be friends You're not forever. You're a therapist. No, come on. Let's get the thing done, you know? So five months there and then six months in my container. And then I come in and lead corporate breath work, men's retreats, women's retreats, um, large events to help us as a collective because when we bring each other together and we're in coherence and we raise the consciousness in one room you better believe we're making a bigger impact out there we go out and we ripple out that love and consciousness oh everywhere 
And so that's also what I do and I love to do. And then I do individual breathwork sessions. So I'm what's called a manifesting generator on the human design. And I'm not like locked into human design. It's just a fun tool I use. And it's so applicable to me and the fact that I'm multi-passionate with one mission to help serve, to help people come home to the fullness within to feel better in their bodies and live the life they deserve. But I do it in a multitude of ways to meet each person where they're at and what they need because it's not a one size fits all. So is that your mantra? Because I think that our I think our yeah. listeners want to know what your life motto is or what your mantra oh, is. Oh, I just got chills. I want to empower people to such a degree that they stop searching outside of themselves and they find fulfillment, fulfillment and wholeness within their body and within their relationship with God, the creator, the, the one that loves and knows every hair on your head and has the most abundant plan for you. There's, there's a podcast host and a, a great entrepreneur named Ed Milet, and he said something that changed my life. He said, you know, I'm going to end my life, and at the end, I'm going to get to the gates, and I'm going to meet my creator, and he's going to introduce me to someone. And it's going to be the version of me that he intended me to come out and be, and I'm either going to resemble that man or I'm going to look nothing like him, and I want to look as closely like him as possible. And that has, like, taken root in my heart, and it's so true for me. I'm like, I want to meet my creator, and I want him to say, well done. And just get chills all over my body. I want him to say, well done. You led with love. You led people home to themselves. You reminded them how powerful you are. You led them to me. You led them to truth, purpose, life, love, abundance. And you did it with love and integrity. And you did it without ego. And I think that's what God speaks on me every single day. And that's all I want to do. And you are. You're the most humble. I mean, I haven't ever been in your presence and felt like you had an ego. Like you've just always had such a bright smile. And it has to come from just being so peaceful you know, and done doing the work for yourself. Thank you. Constantly, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a huge compliment. Thank you, love. We all know what I'm doing here with Work Hard, Smile Large and how I just want to bring people together and be a great mentor to our youth and inspire them to work hard and smile large. What do you want your legacy to be, Miss Britley? I want to lead with love always. Okay. But it has to come from that, right? Like that pure place is to really lead with love from such a space of just, it's not about me. It's about him. It's about loving people. It's about seeing people. It's about understanding that we're all living in our own human experience, right? We're all having our own our own perceived reality. And if we could just learn to love them for that and and walk with people instead of against them. There's so much judgment and so much competition and it it's a, plays into so many parts of our lives and so many parts of the kids' lives that we are, you know, impacting. Um, and I think if everybody led from more of a loving nature, you know, with love of the future and love of who they are and love of who they want to be, um, it would make a greater impact, right? And everybody for a different purpose because yeah. everybody loves differently, right? Yeah. So I encourage our listeners and our community to, you know, do the work on yourself, like create a healthy lifestyle for yourself. Like think about your best day. Take a deep breath. It's like the minute I took that breath in, I'm thinking about how much I'm grateful for what my hard work has done for me and for my family. Like I instantly think something positive when I breathe in the oxygen. Yeah. You know, it's very rare that I think something negative that like, you know, it's almost impossible when you do that. You pour into a lot of people on this podcast. So I just want to take a moment to pour into you because it's important and you've done a lot of the work and you understand this concept of responsibility to self leads to the betterment of everybody else. And as a mom, like you have beautiful boundaries and you have created and cultivated within such a solid foundation for you to pour from out. And you are a big ripple effect in this world, everything you're doing. And 
it's amazing and it shows and we need you and we appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome. So amazing. I appreciate that. Do we want to do a little breath? Sure. With yeah. I would have love them to hear it or yeah. see it. Let's just take a few moments. If you're driving, don't close down your eyes, but I will do a pattern that you can do while driving just so you can follow along and feel the ease. So going ahead, and if you are in a space where you could just shut down the eyes and just drop the shoulders, yeah, and just like, ooh, take a moment to land in your seat beneath you. And I want you to just take a really beautiful inhale in through the nose. Think about bringing that air all the way up into the chest, down into the belly like a balloon, and then a big audible exhale wherever you are. Ooh, yeah. We're just going to do five halo active breaths. This is literally the easiest breath pattern you could ever do. It's just in through the nose, out through the mouth without pause in a continual circle. And we'll just do that together. Breathing in. Give me three more just like that. One more deep inhale, audible exhale, and then one more deep breath in. And I want you to take in all of the air that you can up into the chest and hold it at the top for a moment. Relax the shoulders, release the tongue, the need to breathe. Just notice and feel your body. Notice and feel your body, the beautiful you that is your heart. When you can't hold it anymore, just barely pierce open the lips and allow the breath to fall out as slow as possible and taking with it tension and tightness off the body, worry, fear, and just being in the safety of your own body, your own nervous system, the one that operates without any hesitation for you every single day and the vessel to your beautiful heart and soul. And your shoulders just sink a little bit more. And you just feel good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You feel good. And you do get a little like, ooh, hello. Yeah, because you slowed down. You took time to like yeah. listen to your, your body. Your body's not used to that. It's like, what I are mean, we doing? No, you don't do it in the middle of your day. Yeah. Like I've been doing this little power nap. Not that I really fall asleep, but it's like 20 minutes just to be like quiet, close my eyes, not be on a device. There's meditations that last 10 minutes that have been proven and scientifically shown to give you more rest than three hours of sleep. The busier I get and everybody's watching me get busier, the more I take time to slow down. Perfect. That's exactly the ratio I'm I talking about, it. girl. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, thank you so much. This is like the third time you've been able to connect with our Work Hard, Smile Large community, and it's not going to be the last time I know that. And I hope everybody, um, if you're looking for any way to just connect to yourself and um, heal or help or grow, I mean, Britley's information will be here. How can they get in touch with you? Just Oh, tell I live on Instagram. I play there. It's okay. such a fun platform for me. Okay. Um, at Britley Ann, B-R-I-T-L-E-Y-A-N-N. My website is called divineyourlife.co, just how it sounds. And that's the best way. My doors are always open. Well, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate every second, every breath you gave us. Thank <laughs> you so much. And um, to our audience listening, stay tuned for more episodes. We just want to connect you with our community and have everybody share the positive things they're doing and the hard work and where it's getting them. So have a great day. And thank you, Britley. As always, work hard. Smile art. Welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast, where we explore the outcome of hard work and the power of positivity in our daily lives. In each episode, we'll delve into the benefits of maintaining a positive mindset, hear inspiring stories, and provide tips for cultivating smiles around us. 
We will highlight healthy habits and living a full life while giving focus to various lifestyles that shine bright in this world as we collaborate with each unique guest to help spread the work hard, smile large vibe. Now is the time to come together, pour into others, and have the youth we mentor and influence daily inspire their peers to become WHSL youth ambassadors too. This podcast is here to support you on your journey and bring others together to build their dreams, achieve goals, and determine what we all want our legacies to be. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe.